spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy. Thank God it's Friday and nobody's in our parking lot. That's awesome. Nobody works Friday anymore. We will. You will listen wherever you are. We thank you for coming and joining us. So, have you been watching what's happening in Texas and how it's going to affect Arizona? Because we've got uh, we've got this border issue, and it's it's quite a mess. And we've seen now that Texas authorities are arresting migrants. Yes. So so no one else in the country is doing that. So Texas came up with its ba- basically with its own SB 1070. We all remember that here in Arizona, the Show Me Your Papers law. Uh, it got neutered in the Supreme Court. With that being said, Texas is like, okay, if you're a migrant and you're going to walk over the border, we're locally, our local jurisdiction, we're going to arrest you. And they've been arresting migrants. So my first thought, Chad, was this is this is great. This is good. There's such a crisis, right, that you have to have some deterrent. You have to. Do you think? And then I was thinking, no, this is the worst thing that could happen. And you the, think? And the reason is, <laughs> it, and if a word gets out, hey, um, we're going to sneak you in through Texas. Oh, wait a minute. We can't do that because they are, they'll arrest you as soon as you cross the border. No, no. Instead, we're going to sneak you into Arizona. Yeah. That's the problem. That's that's the issue that I'm worried about. This, you know, as much as the Texas law kind of right now makes some sense. Because it's not just catch and release. It's not, hey, we'll take your name. Okay, we'll run it through a data system. Okay, we really don't see anything. Yeah, listen, enjoy the amenities of the United States of America. Uh, no, because now you know how smart the cartels are. You know how smart the smugglers are. And what they're going to do is stay away from Texas. And they're going to come more to Arizona because we don't have that law. It's, right? it's, it's something that you have to think about. If, if you're telling me I can't get in here... Yes. But I'm getting in. Right. Well, like anything, like if you go to if you go to Disneyland and they said, "Hey, we've closed this door here." Yeah. You just move to the next door. Yeah. And the, and the next door happens to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I ask myself the question: Well, what what could we do here? What could Governor Hobbs do? But we all know, and you and I have covered, you know, immigration and border for decades, and we know that governors have their hands tied. Okay, they can only do so much. But Texas has taken it upon itself to come up with new laws and all that kind of stuff, partly because they have a Republican governor and a Republican legislature. We know that we have a Democratic governor and I wouldn't say really a Republican legislature. Republican it's a split. It's pretty split. No, I think it's more it's it's controlled MAGA. It's more it's way more MAGA. So how is the MAGA legislature going to get along with a governor who's not all the way left? But she's certainly a Democrat. She's certainly a Democrat. Certainly a Democrat. There's not going to be an SB 1070 coming to Arizona soon. So, like, what do you do if you're the governor of Arizona and you see what's going on in Texas and the deterrent there is real? If you've got a family and you are you want to come into the United States, I got to tell you right now, if I'm in Guatemala, I ain't going through Texas. No, I'm hearing that. And I'm going to go through Texas. And, and the, the cartels are making what? Some 30-some million a week. Right. They're not going to go, well, we're just going to give that up here. We're just going to take no. a little bit. No, they'll just do what they've done in the past, right. and they'll reroute you. The interesting thing, I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think it was earlier this week, about what's going on in Texas. And this is going to go to the Supreme Court, what they're doing. Right, in Texas for Sarah sure. Sarah Isker, David French, both 
big time lawyers, both Harvard graduates, both they said, you know what? This has a chance of actually standing in the Supreme Court. That's interesting. Because you have not done your your duty as a federal government in protecting a border. Right, but it doesn't mean that what's happening in Texas will is happen. legal. Well, no, right? but the thing is, they think it'll stand in court, that what Texas is doing. But but you said it, it, it'll stand in court because the federal government's not doing anything. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if that has anything to do with the situation. Isn't it? Is Supreme Court legal or not? Is this legal what they're doing in, in Texas? Right. It, 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 and so if they say if, it's legal, well, if they say it's legal, and they think it could stand in court because the federal government has failed in doing their duty of protecting. Well, what the does the federal government have to do with whether or not Texas is doing something legal because, or illegal? Because the federal government, it's supposedly their job to right. enforce immigration. But if Texas is doing something that on the books, if you research it or you look into it and you is illegal, the, the Supreme Court will say, listen, it's, that's what it is. We've interpreted it as illegal. Yes. Th- no. But here's the thing. There is there's leeway before there. It's happened. There's been leeway before where the federal government has failed in doing their duty and a state has had to pick that up. And they think there's a chance that this may stand if it got there. Right. If it got there. Now, that's if before the deal doesn't get done and things of that nature. But if that happened and they said, hey, we've and remember, we've got a conservative court. Six three. They may look at it and go, "This federal government's not defending the sovereign nation. It's not protecting right. the borders." Right. So what we feel that Texas has a right to do that. Would we do that? If 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 would they Arizona do it? Would would Hobbs say, "Well, if they're doing it, well, should we do it?" Because she is a Democrat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I would lean no. Yeah, I would lean no too. I would lean no. Although you know what she said first, I'm an Arizonan, and with what's going on. Yeah, but if I were, but if you go back to Doug Ducey, would he have done that? I think I Doug. If, if 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 it would have been if they went to the Supreme Court and no. they said it was legal, I think he he would have then said, okay, well if they can arrest people and turn them around or, or take them into custody, we should be able to. As okay, well. well then Governor Hobbs will have to tackle that if it is legal and if Texas gets the nod from the Supreme Court, then that gives Governor Hobbs some cover, some cover that she could do that. Would you want to do that? That's the tough part. Let me throw this out, too. So if you're just joining us, Texas is allowing local authorities to apprehend migrants and charge them with criminal trespassing. So if you're a migrant coming into Texas, they'll arrest you. They'll arrest you. Here's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. If you're Texas, why would you want to arrest a migrant and fill up your jails quickly? Because what you're already doing is what Arizona is doing. You're just putting people on a bus and getting them out of Texas. So you're making the problem go away if you put them on a bus. If you keep them in Texas and put them behind bars, then you've got you've got a problem there. You've got I more think, issues with the jail and the room and how much how many people can we pick no, up? Totally. Put, how long are they going to be in there? And I then think so it, much of it is Gatos. Is what can we do? To make it so uncomfortable and so hard to come here, yeah, that people go elsewhere, right? But that the the the, the thing that that doesn't make sense is if Texas does that and Arizona and California don't, 
What's the point? Yeah, but Texas is saying we're taking care of Texas. Oh, I get that. You know, I, I mean, that. we're taking care of Texas. Right, right. That's all we can do. We can't take care of Arizona. Right. And no. California doesn't care. And California should just put up a big, I mean, oh, Arizona should all pick up a big sign with an arrow pointing towards California. Just go that way. Hey, you get free health care. Free health care. They're going to give you a license. They'll give you a bank account. They'll probably get you a job. Right? But like Gavin right. Newsom, is he's actually welcoming you when you come yeah. across? Yeah. It, it really is amazing. So welcoming in California. Not welcome at all in Texas. And then in Arizona, I mean, we're just, we're trying to keep our head above above water. Yeah. That's all we can really do. Yeah. <laughs> People going broke. Yeah. You know, hospitals going broke. Yeah. So we'll keep our eye on it. The new Texas law, does it hurt the state of Arizona? It probably does because it means... More people will not go through Texas if you're a migrant. You'll go to California or Arizona because they're not going to arrest you like Texas would. Coming up next, one of the most iconic magazines of all time has folded. It is gone. It's part of your childhood, too, right? Absolutely. Um, Does anybody care? It's a magazine. Now, we got to explain to people, especially younger people, what a magazine is. Okay, we'll do that coming up next. I am reliving my younger days, looking at a picture of Kathy Ireland on the front of Sports Illustrated. For those of you who don't know what Sports Illustrated is, it is a magazine. <laughs> a magazine is a computer screen that doesn't move, but it has words on it. So there you go. Uh, iconic? Absolutely. Broke? Yes. No need for it anymore? Completely. Lo and behold, today, everybody got an email uh, from the company that owned them at one time, apparently, and said, yeah, you're no longer needed. We're, uh, we're firing everyone. Sports Illustrated has folded. Wow. Do you, um, did you read it when you were a kid? Because, I mean, you and I are big sports fans. You yeah. Were, you were a professional soccer yeah. player. Oh, yeah. I used um, to get it. It was I used awesome. to get it, too. It was great. You read the articles. Uh, you felt like you were in the know. It was Sports Illustrated, right? It'd yeah. come in the mail if you got... Or you, you got go, the phone? Who got right. the phone? I, what was the phone? The Sports Illustrated phone. I don't know what that get. is. Pablo, you know what the phone what is, right, brother? The phone. Get the football phone. The football phone, shaped like a football. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so that's like if you if you buy a subscription, you get that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that other stuff like the, uh, for the Follies, the Sports Follies. Oh, the right. Sports Follies. They would send you the Sports Follies. But, Chad, you make, you make a great point. You brought up Kathy Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, they, it was an icon... I mean, Sports Illustrated, you know, had the best writers. They had the best articles. You, you find out all you want about sports and your favorite teams and all that kind of stuff. But they also had the swimsuit issue. And when I was a kid, well, that's something that, you know, a, a 12 or 13-year-old, 14-year-old boy wants to look at. And so we did. And, you know, it was... It was it was a long time ago. It was yeah. 30 years ago, I guess. 30, I 40 years Sue ago. Sue Peterson... Was an 18-year-old girl, was a high school girl. I think she was the first Sports Illustrated uh, bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah. So she might have been in college. She was like 18. Right. But so, so if Sports Illustrated it has gone under, okay, it is kind of shocking, but um, there are other magazines that have been iconic that have gone under. I'm surprised it stayed around for as long yeah. as it did. Yeah. I think the first issue that Sports Illustrated had is uh, they had fake writers. So when we were when we were enjoying Sports Illustrated back in the day, they had real people writing the writing the columns. They they had fake bios of people uh and it was actually AI. They just had pictures that they just took off the internet, yeah. threw them up there, and right. this is John Jones and right. you know, Laura Lorison, and they're like, none of those people are real. Is there a magazine today that gets any buzz? Is there is is there any time? 
Just for the only for the person, person on the, of the cover, year. Yeah. person of the year yeah, at the end no, of the year. No. Um, well, and you know, we're going to Playboy magazine. Isn't I don't think that's around anymore. No, that's no. not been around for so some that's time. His son owns it, but I think everything's online right, right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean that's an iconic magazine, and you know we don't have to go into all the stuff, but. There are actually articles, and there were, you know, the articles. And if you were extremely in, informative, you turn the pages say, real fast past the pictures. The articles were good. Right, right, the thing is, right. they had some of the best writers. Rolling Stone is still around. Okay, Rolling Stone is still around. But articles in, if you were interviewed inside of Playboy, mm -hmm. it was a serious, like ten thousand word, you know, yeah, article that right. was serious. Yeah, absolutely. And so you don't. That's you not. That's to, not around just, anymore. Apparently, there were words in there. I don't know. <laughs> there were. I heard. There were. Gail, so you remember the WWE had a, WWF, WWF at the time had, had a, a magazine. A magazine, yeah. yeah. And WWF used, still yeah. does. World Wildlife Federation does. No, no, have. no. This, we're talking the wrestling magazine. Yeah, I mean, that's what, like, we always we always liked, you know, um, I, I, got, I got magazines about baseball cards and all that Ugh. kind of stuff. Listen, I know the world has changed. I get it. Everything is online now. Didn't know you feel like you'd gotten... It was almost like a delivery in the mail. I mean, yeah. it, it was a delivery in the mail, but right. like a gift in the mail when it came. You know, yeah. you're kind of like when Amazon shows up with your, what you've ordered. Yeah. It's even though you paid for it yeah. <laughs> and told them to bring it to you. That was why I used to fill with magazines. Right, right. You knew it would come once a month. Yeah, and you I couldn't wait for it to show up. Right. Now, now it's like whatever you need, touch of a button. Yeah. And Amazon, you can find anything you want on Amazon. Anything. And it'll be there in the next day. And it really is the greatest thing in the world. And magazines. You can find right. them online as well. Although it's not as much fun to read them, I don't think. Um, there are some people that are blaming. I don't think this is right. Uh, so if you're just joining a Sports Illustrated, gold standard, sports journalism, done. They fired everybody today. Uh, some people are, are pointing out to the fact that wokeism. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. Um, got, uh, got Sports Illustrated in trouble. So... Well, I think it, it was, help them. Yeah, I think it was last year. They had it was the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, and they had uh, they had a, a, a couple of transgender models appear in the cover. So to be real frank and, and honest, so so let's say what that is. Uh, it's a biological man who is now uh, uh, done everything possible to become a female, and that was on on the cover. And a lot of people, you know, if me if men are looking at that. Um, some men were it, like, "No, I, that's if not." If you're selling what I want that to, to a man, and you don't, a man, you don't understand your audience. I don't you have think, failed. Right, right, you have failed. Right. Between that and the, uh, the let's see, between that, the fake writers. Oh, and the advent of the internet yeah, and yeah. stuff. Right. I read an article today that all these billionaires bought all these newspapers, like the Washington Post. It's it's costing them. They're losing money like they've never lost before. They're going to start firing. There's no need for it. People don't, they're, they're independent journalism. I, when's the last time you read a newspaper? An actual one that I opened yeah. up? Yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Like even a magazine, unless you're sitting in a dentist office no. and your phone's almost out of power, you're not picking up a magazine. I haven't picked up a magazine in forever. Yeah. No. Because if you have your phone, that's your magazine. If you have your phone, that's your newspaper. If you have your phone, there's no need for any of that. I saw a uh, meme today. You've probably seen it. Okay. And it's a guy standing there, and he's got a VHS under his thing. He's got a compact disc player. Yeah. He's got a magazine. There's a computer. He's got a newspaper. He's got, like, sports. He's got a television. Everything is all. All of that is now in your hand. And it's awesome. It is. It's great. 
Hence the reason why I don't need it. I told my grandmother like 30 years ago, there was a guy that was going to be executed in California and they delayed the execution. I went and got the newspaper and it said the execution was delayed. They had killed him three hours earlier before yeah. they dumped that out right. because they, they, he lost his last appeal. I'm like, newspapers are dead. Yeah, the immediacy of what we have right now is what everybody wants. And that was pre-internet. Yeah. You know, now it's like, goodness me. So Sports Illustrated, done. It ceases to exist. They fired everybody today. Amazing. Did you imagine waking up in the morning getting that email? Like that? But you have to know that your industry yeah. is on a struggle bus. Yeah. I think you, you nailed it. When they tried to well, do AI, you kind of have to know. <laughs> there you go. So it's not moving online. It's just It gone. already is online. But I mean, but they're shutting that part of it I down know, as well. They, they I don't think want they're shutting everything. See, somebody, what happened is somebody owned the name Sports Illustrated and then licensed it to somebody else, and they lost all this money. Yeah. And the thing is, if you fire everybody at Sports Illustrated, yeah. it doesn't exist it doesn't anymore. Exist Who's anymore. writing anything? Yeah. Well, no, apparently nobody was anyway. No. All right, coming up next. You remember the HOA in Gilbert? that uh, disrespected uh, Preston Lord, who was killed by the Gilbert Goons. They may have had a change of heart. We're going to talk about it next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, you're going to get the best coverage of the Gilbert Goons on this show. I think you already know that. Um, There was probably a reason that the police chief went and spoke yesterday in uh, Gilbert. Uh, We'll take uh, credit for that. I'm not kidding. They got so much flack for not saying anything for months, and you and I have been on the air just like, listen, you, dude, get out there and say say something to your town. And finally he did, and he fell flat on his face. But um, we'll give you the best coverage of, of the Gilbert Goons. Actually, at 3 o'clock, we've got some stuff that you haven't heard yet uh, about the Gilbert Goons and parents who know their kids are in the Goons and what they're going to do or what they might not do. So stay tuned for that. But... I think it was earlier this week we were talking about uh, Gilbert, Arizona, HOA board members, right? White Uh, wing. White wing is the community, right? And the HOA of white wing in Gilbert, million dollar houses, there were all these orange ribbons around. And the orange ribbons were in honor of a slain teen, Preston Lord, who is now a household name. In this, in this state, people know, know exactly who this 16-year-old was. He was beaten to death by the Gilbert Goons. His favorite color was orange. And so people in Gilbert decided, let's honor him by putting up orange ribbons. And the HOA took him down and almost bragged about taking them down. Procedures, man. Got to follow the rules. We have a rule book for a reason. We can't have anarchy here at the HOA. Right. And so you and I were talking about... Wow, you got to read the room better. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. So what? Break a rule. The kid is gone. It's it's making people remember him. Uh, and we speculated about why would the HOA take down these orange ribbons? And, and part of it was, well, maybe you have some parents in that neighborhood, that rich neighborhood, million-dollar houses. And, Possibility. Uh, maybe they know that... Uh, uh, their houses, uh, the, the the cops have been by a few times for one reason or another, and there's a check and see, is your kid a goon? And, uh, you know, we don't like those orange signs cause it, or orange uh, 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 ribbons because it, it, it reminds us a little bit of what my kid may have done, <laughs> right? Jeez. So maybe they were the ones. That? Yeah, maybe they were the ones that went out and bellyached about it and the HOA caved. Well, the HOA 
has made a decision to reverse it. And I think it's great. Yeah. And I think you've got to, again, I think you gave them the benefit of the I doubt. I said, I have a feeling somebody had no idea what was going on, okay. wandered down, saw something, came up, told somebody, yeah. hey, this isn't... Uh, this, you know, you can't have this here. And, it had, and instructed the people that it was at the time they said, was it the, the, the people that are there to do all the lawns and, and, and make, the, the, to the, take the, it all down. The, the landscapers, they made yeah. everybody, they made the, all the landscapers and uh, they said they took all the ribbons down and people were like, what, what is the deal with you guys? Yeah. And so I think that we should offer a little bit of grace to the HOA. I think they made a bad decision. Uh, you and I talked about it at great length. I'm sure that they heard a ton of you complaining. And even if they said, we're getting crushed here, man. Yeah. Well, well they rectified it. I, they, I don't really even care how they rectified it. Even if they did it for the wrong reasons, just to like, you know, to get everybody off their back. Yeah. I we're still like sick of these phone calls. I, yeah. I still want to offer them some grace and say, you, I don't know how you got to, to your first point of, re, of removing it all, which was stupid. And, you know, I think, I think now maybe you realize how dumb that was, but you were, you were, you changed your mind. Yep. One way or another, you change your mind. Maybe it was the backlash or maybe you, maybe you like Chad who said, Hey, you know what? Maybe they didn't know. And then a few days later, so now they're back up yep. on Wednesday night. The orange ribbons were put back up on the front gates of uh, white wing. And uh, the HOA message said homeowners can also show support with orange ribbons, candles and lights on their property. Well, and they put them up on the front gates, which I thought was kind of cool. Like they almost went out of the way. Go, let's put some on the front gates. Yeah. Let's do. We'll, let's do what we can to get yeah. people stop yeah. telling us how horrible. Well, we are. okay, good job. Yeah, I great. didn't. I didn't like how you did it. I, I I thought it was a ridiculous thing that you decided to do, but I think you you landed in the right spot. Yep. And hopefully your heart was in the right place. That and that's why you did it. Um, one other story about the goons. Did you read the uh, yeah. the uh, editorial board Scathing. of the Arizona Republic? Uh, they don't come out and do these all that often. Yeah. A scathing report on the Gilbert police. Oh, and the school district. And it's, I mean, and they, the school district. anybody who was involved yeah. in any way, shape, or form and, and was a part of the breakdown. Right. They, uh, they were mentioned. It says uh, the headline is police, town, uh, police, towns and schools have failed us on the Gilbert goons. The opinion when public institutions fail to properly address youth violence, as Gilbert did, uh, as we've seen with the Gilbert goons, they should be held accountable. And now they are. I'll say this, man. Uh, I love the police officers. I think you have the hardest job in the world. You know as well as I do, Chad. I mean, I, I go to the uh, funerals of fallen police officers yeah. here in Arizona all the time so I can come back on the air and say, uh, you know, something about what I learned, right? Uh, and not just read an article. Uh, and I want to pay, you know, my respects. The last thing I want to do is come on the air and have to bash cops or a Gilbert, the Gilbert PD or the Gilbert police chief. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and not do that because they deserve it. And so it's really it's the last thing that I ever want to do is come on and say that that certain cops that have failed. done a bad job and you fail. I just don't want I don't want to do that. But you have to. Uh, and if you don't do it, you're a hypocrite. So that's why I've been so tough on the Gilbert PD and especially the Gilbert police chief. I'm not alone. No, I'm no. not alone. I mean, if you took a, if you took a poll in the city of Gilbert and you said and the surrounding areas, how did they do? 
They got an F. You got an F, guys. By the way, uh, so I'm looking at this. One of the great things in this editorial is says three, there's four things you have to do. First, take it seriously. And they didn't. Communicate with residents was number two. Communicate with the region. And then the last one was consider the plight of American boys, which, I, okay, oh, I right. understand that. But yeah. the, the communication part and the not taking seriously, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, Failure. Here's the quote from the Republic. A, a spree of vicious attacks on young people in Gilbert and neighboring communities has every Arizona town, city, and school district on notice. Ignore violence of any kind and you'll face the public's wrath. And it has been the public's wrath that put a spotlight on this. We, we were we got to wrap this up, but we were talking about um, where's the wise man? Wise man. Give me the wise man. Wise man. Yeah. Hey, throw your mic on. What was the thing you told me uh, earlier today about the Gilbert police? They they had they what was it the August and then when they so the In and Out incident. Yeah, where listen the to kid, this, everybody. The Go ahead. kid got beat up at an In and Out on right, right. August. I think it was eighteenth. Eighteenth, the yeah. middle of August. Yeah. So then the case gets inactivated, right? right? Yeah. Then they came to the public on Facebook and posted pictures from the video of the incident mm. on December twenty second. Think about that. That's four months later. Think about that. After they inactivated the case, they inactivated the case before they decided to go to the public to ask for help. Unbelievable. That's a third of a year. That is not going to roll. And And Preston Lord died in that time. Yeah. And that's why I wanted you to say it, because you said it to me off the air, and I could not have said it any better. You said it perfectly, Steve. Perfectly. That is what has happened in Gilbert. That is what's happening, Gilbert. And that's why we're going to hold your feet to the fire out there. Coming up next. Oh, this is going to be fun. Yes, my lord. Do you want to go to the Renaissance Festival? I do, my lord. We're going to give uh, away tickets right now. Hear ye, hear ye. But we're going to make you earn it. So we're opening up the phones at 602-277-KTAR. Your best impression, okay, of someone from the Renaissance period. Chad, your example. Yes, my lord. I will do anything you ask to. Yes, Lord Gatos. Okay, so that's what we're going for. Uh, we've got some Renaissance music. We're gonna we're gonna play. It's gonna be fun. We've had a lot of heavy news this week. Let's screw around for a few minutes. Six zero two two seven seven K T A R. Give us your best impersonation from someone from the Renaissance period, and we're gonna send you to the Renaissance uh, Festival. We got a four pack next. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. Your chance now to partake in the fun of the Renaissance Fair is coming between February 3rd in the year of the Lord, 2024, (laughs) and March 31st. You must impress us with your accents and tales. So if you didn't understand any of that. Yes, my Lord. I like that. Give us your best impersonation of someone from the Renaissance period. You just got the example from Chad. And we'll send you four pack 277-5827. All right, Chad, let me get some music before we have some real good ones. Let's right. do it. Here we go. Before our first. All right. Who's our first call? Let's go with D'Angelo in surprise. Hello, D'Angelo. It's time to impress us with thine accent. Good day. Good day, citizens of surprise in Arizona as well. Good met, Gatos and Chad. Oh, there we go. Look at that. That was a little short. A little short, but I think it was a little short. It wasn't bad, 
but it was a little short. Oh, wow. Who's next? All right, hold on. And if someone does not call me Lord Gatos, you're out. Hello, Darlene. It's time for you to talk about all the stuff here. Give us an accent or something, love. Hail, hail and well met, Lord Gatos and Lord Chad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was a start. She got the Lord, didn't she? You got any more? You got anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My court jester has an amazing performance planned. For the theater this evening, I thought afterwards we might have a pint of mead together. Oh, a pint of mead. I like that. That was very good. Hold on, darling. Oh, you might have got a shot there. That's a good one. Scott in Phoenix, do your worst. Good day, Lord. The fools will be bringing us a rack of mutton, a bag <laughs> of mead, and some feisty wenches. The weekend is upon us, and it is time to feast. I would tell you this, young Scott. Yes, yes, yes. You got Pablo very excited about the wenches. Can we say wenches on the air? I don't think we can say wenches on the air. Yes, you can say wenches. All right. That is a professional name. Okay. Uh, Renaissance tickets. Uh, Let's see who's next. All right, Dora the Explorer. (laughs) Hit us with something. Lord Gatles and Chester Todd, it would be my delight. To be part of the Renaissance and wench myself there and back. Oh, she's going to wench herself there and back. Holy crap. Oh, my goodness me. They're just showing themselves <laughs> at us, aren't they? All right, we got one more. All right. So, all right. Gabriel and Peoria, it is time. Go. Lord Gatehorse and Lord Chad, my name is Robin Hood of Sherwood Forest, <laughs> and I am going to the Renaissance Festival to win in an archery tournament <laughs> against the king and friar. Okay, hold on. All right. Uh, he kind of went in and out there, didn't he, man? We got 30 Started seconds out. to Made figure out Chinese halfway through. who the winner is. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, uh, can I, you want me to pick the winner? Yes. I like, uh, I like four. She's going to wench herself. I don't uh, know what that means, but let's go with it. Dora the Explorer. Right, bring Explore her back. Explore away. Yeah, that was, who was that, Dora? Yeah. All right, enjoy yourself. Don't. I'm so excited. Okay, okay. Don't get that excited. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down, wench. All right. Can we say, can we call her a wench? I don't know. We might just, get in trouble. It's okay. But it is the Gatos and Chad somebody show. Somebody in the 1800s. Four tickets go to her. <laughs> All right. We'll come back in just a moment.